Last year at this Mass, the 1030 Mass on Easter Sunday, there were more than 1,200 people in the church. The building, the church building itself, was so overflowing, the sanctuary, that we in fact had to simulcast the Mass downstairs in the parish hall as well, which was also filled to capacity. It is a sign of the uniqueness of our time and challenges before us with the coronavirus that compared to last year, this year we have five people here in the church for this Mass. We are all obviously united and gathered in prayer wherever you may be watching this Mass, but it is still a challenge, it is still a difficulty for me especially in my first year as administrator here to celebrate both the Easter Vigil and now Easter Sunday with but a handful of people. When this is the highlight, the height of our Christian life, the fact that Jesus Christ rose from the dead and is alive. This changes everything. But if we look to the scriptures today, we see that our circumstances now, where we are encountering the risen Lord on Easter Sunday in small numbers, or perhaps even on our own, is exactly how Jesus revealed himself to the world when he rose from the dead. In the first reading from the Acts of the Apostles, we hear from St. Peter's testimony where he says that Jesus did not reveal himself to all, but to just a few. Jesus Christ could have risen from the dead in any time, in any place. He could have gathered at the largest gathering, but he decided to rise from the dead in silence, in anonymity, but then to encounter the people whom he had chosen personally and intimately. We see that also echoed in the gospel. <clears throat> we see Mary Magdalene going to the tomb alone. And then she comes to the disciples, but only Peter and John follow after. And as we'll hear later in the week at our Masses, Jesus then encounters Mary intimately, personally, one on one. This is exactly why Jesus rose from the dead. To save you. To change your life, to give you new life with him in abundance in this life and in the world to come. So often as Catholics especially, we can get caught up in the social and the ecclesial and the communal aspects of our faith. We go to Mass because that's what we do. We get friends at the Catholic Church. We have a social life that's built around our faith. These are wonderful and good things. Do not get me wrong. You should be coming to church. You should be making Catholic friends who are leading you to Jesus. But Jesus did not rise from the dead so that you could have friends or so that you could have a social life or something to do on a Sunday morning. Jesus rose from the dead so that you can go to heaven. And so that your life in every single aspect can have meaning and purpose and value. Everything in your life is changed because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Jesus no longer is dead but lives forever. Jesus shows you his face. Jesus loves you with an unbridled and unbound love. And he desires to share that with you in everything that you do forever, right now. Yes, it's difficult given these circumstances, but that's exactly why he rose from the dead. That's exactly why we are gathered in our homes and watching online and wherever you are to give that glory to God. 
to recognize, yes, the difficulty of this moment, but also the opportunity that it has for us. Because right now, wherever you are, whether you know, just the five of us here, or if you're in your home, or if you're by yourself, or with your friends or family, you have an opportunity to encounter Jesus intimately and personally. In fact, when the Catechism speaks about the family, it talks about it being the first church. And yet often in our families, it is the last place where we talk about God. It is the last place where the resurrection from Jesus, or the resurrection of Jesus from the dead impacts every aspect of our life. Maybe we go to Mass together on Sundays. Maybe we pray before meals. But has it totally transformed the family where we look at our house and our relationships as we do upon coming in to the sanctuary of a church? And so we rejoice in the fact Because this is the beauty of hope. The beauty of hope is that every moment is filled unto the glory and potential of God. That we can use this coronavirus, this quarantine, this stay at home, this isolation to go deeper and to find more meaning and purpose, to see a greater good come out of it. But it starts right now. It starts with our own choice to go to the empty tomb, to encounter the risen and living God, to open our hearts to a new life, to something that is unimaginable to us, but has been imagined since before time in the love of God for me and for you. And so as we encounter Jesus, as we go to him personally or in our small family or friend groups, I like to challenge us on two levels. The first is the interior level. The second, external. On an interior level, has Jesus Christ and my relationship with him changed and impacted every single aspect of my life? It's a, it's a freight, or it's a fearful experience, excuse me, to go in there. Because we need to open even the ugly and difficult parts of our life to Jesus Christ. We need to be willing to be vulnerable because Jesus doesn't come to us and rise from the dead when the apostles are feeling great about faith. It's when they are hurting. It's when they're despairing. It's when they're most vulnerable. He comes into their life and changes it forever. He desires to do the same in your heart. Do not be afraid of what you will find in there because you will find, looking back at you, the face of the living God, Jesus Christ. The second part of this interior interior look is not just to look into my own moral life, to look at where I'm struggling or where I do actually know God, but to also ask myself right here and right now, am I praying? Is my interior life and my relationship with Christ in silence and in prayer as strong as my exterior active witness to Him? When you go for a walk, do you unplug and talk to the Lord? Do you sit in the car on the way to and from work praying the rosary or opening your heart to the scriptures, listening to his word or simply meditating upon it? If not, what can you do to go deeper, to encounter the risen Lord? And the second thing, you know, not only the interior life, but also the exterior life. As we heard in the first reading and in the second reading, we need to not only seek the things that are above We need, and we have been, through our baptism, commissioned to share them. To share the love that God has put into our life. To share the new life that we have experienced. And so I challenge each of you and your families and in your relationships to a little homework project this week.
Share your faith story. And maybe your faith story right now is, I don't know Jesus. Or he hasn't impacted my life. And we love you. And we want to hear that. Maybe your faith story is, I want to give my entire life to Christ and I'm going to become a priest or religious. Praise God. Maybe you're somewhere in in, in between. But we need to start sharing our story. Because Jesus rose from the dead, yes, to save you, but also that he could speak his life into your life and you could share that with the world. This will be perhaps the most awkward and challenging and difficult Easter any of us ever experience. But we need to embrace the awkwardness. This is where hope is born and where hope is nourished. To go into the dark and difficult place and to believe that my Redeemer lives, has a plan for me, and something great will come out of it. Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. There is no power that the coronavirus or a quarantine or isolation has over that. When Jesus Christ not only rises from the dead and lifts me from the dead in my own life, but leads me to new life, nothing can get in the way of the peace, joy, love, and happiness that God has in store for me right here and right now and forever with him in heaven. Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. He is truly risen. Alleluia.